1 Corinthians 11, verses 17 through 34. And so it may be the basis for a few messages. So let's hear God's word. 1 Corinthians 11, starting at verse 17. Now in giving these instructions, I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. For there must also be factions among you that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry, and another is drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have anything or who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your kindness. We ask you to bless this word to our hearing and our service uh, to the building up of your kingdom. We thank you now for this opportunity to learn your word and to apply it as we come to the table. In Christ's name, amen. So six weeks ago was the last communion meditation, the first one on this text, and we'll have most likely at least a few more, and then probably others from the series from other texts. But let me repeat what I did last time briefly. So there are three sections in what I read. I read 18 verses from 17 to 34. From verse 17 to 22 is his description of this horrible horrible behavior that was occurring at the uh, Corinthian church at the Lord's table. And then he repeats 23 to 26, pretty much what Jesus had said when he had administered the original Lord's Supper uh, in the upper room. And so that's the origin of the Lord's table. And now 27 through 34, the judgment at the Lord's table. And so this is where the bulk of our message will be drawn from. But so we've got this bad behavior Paul is obviously upset with them. I do not praise you. 
You come together uh, for the worse, he tells them. There are divisions among you. Now, he goes on to say that there must be factions, and that, in other words, there's this parenthesis in verse uh, 19 where he speaks of there being a good purpose sometimes for people to have factions, and that is that there are ways in which we must separate. But he goes on to rebuke them, though, that this is not uh, right when they're coming to the Lord's table to be differentiating between one another in unhealthy, unwholesome, uh, totally immoral ways. So what they were doing, he even says, was not regarded as eating the Lord's Supper. Now, they thought it that, though, so they were being rebuked for it, but it was so far from what was intended by Christ that he rejects it as not even an eating of the Lord's Supper. And so one is hungry, another is drunk, that ought not be. Then he goes on, he gives the correct thing. He quotes Christ verbatim. This is what Jesus did. This is why he did it. And then we go on to these other uh, corrections. Therefore, who eats this bread or drinks this cup in an unworthy manner, and then guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Talks about them being weak, uh, weak and some even dying because of how they'd been abusing this. They were weak, sick, and some were dead. Then he comes to this where he says, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So that's the purpose of the message today. Let a man examine himself. So what is meant by that? Over time, there have been ways in which this has been misapplied. And uh, I think all of us can be maybe tempted to, to misapply this in ways that God did not intend, that Paul did not intend. So now, self-examination prior to coming to the table is this periodic, repetitive, you're coming up to this ceremony where you're honoring essentially the essence of Christianity, the death, the sacrifice of Christ. So one of the things that he was really most upset by with them was that they were turning it totally on its head. The essence of the sacrifice of Christ was selflessness and sacrifice. And here they were feeding themselves, gorging themselves, getting drunk. And so they were denying both of those key elements of Christ's sacrifice, the selflessness with which Christ behaved and the sacrificial nature in which he gave up his life. Both of those were being denied by how they were doing it. So when we examine ourselves prior to coming to the table then, that's what's at the heart of it. Are you living selflessly and sacrificially? Nobody does that perfectly. So the question you have to ask yourself is, am I doing it at all? Is that my purpose in living life? Or do I live life to please myself, to serve myself, and if God gets any sacrifice out of me, it's really my mistake. Do we live like that? Do we live so selfishly that, God is, that we perceive God is trying to drag sacrifice out of us, drag this? So that's self-examination. Now also, that is just the heart of the gospel, the heart of Christ's sacrifice. But then also examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. Examine yourself to see whether you are living in accordance with God's word. So in addition to living selflessly and sacrificially, which we always ought to aspire to do as selflessly, as sacrificially as we can.
And so you want to evaluate yourself on that perfect standard of Christ. His sacrifice was ultimate. His selflessness was total. The word says he emptied himself of his glory. Do we empty ourselves of our glory, of our rights, of our desires even? Or do we not? So to the extent that we don't, is it sinful? Maybe. Maybe not. But that isn't what we're examining ourselves for, is it? We're examining ourselves for sin, yes. But we're also examining ourselves to compare ourselves against Christ, his standard. We know we're not going to achieve it, but do we even strive to? That's the question that's at the heart of the table. Do I want to please God by how I live my life? Do I understand the selflessness and the sacrifice with which Christ lived? And am I even in line with that in mind, let alone in action? Sometimes we cut ourselves a lot of slack in terms of thinking, especially Presbyterians, because we know the truth, because we believe the truth, we cut ourselves all this slack in terms of really doing the truth. But we ought not stop at head knowledge. It must persist into what we're doing with our time, what we're doing with our treasure, what we're doing with ourselves, our desires. So our examining ourselves first, of course, is against the perfect standard of Christ, See where we are wanting, most wanting. You can, you can assess yourself over so many scriptural elements in terms of pride and humility. That would be a great one for all of us to examine because all of us must seek to be humble, must crucify pride. And all of us have certain weaknesses that are greater than others. And we find it uncomfortable to bring those up with one another. This opportunity is for us to find them ourselves. Now, what happens, though? What happens if you don't? So we have this dual nature, right? We are both spirit and body. We are material and we are spiritual. So spiritual obedience can result in blessings, material blessings. This is a favorite quote of Pastor Kaiser's from 3 John chapter 2. Where, you, where John is commending them to say that they would be blessed as they are being spiritually pure. So in other words, if you're acting in obedience in the Spirit to God, then may you be blessed materially, linking the two. The same is true, though, we're in reverse. If we materially are being obedient, God will bless us spiritually. Both are true, but now the flip side is also true. If we are misbehaving, if we're being disobedient material in our material being, so we're out there sinning, we're out there lusting, they will have repercussions in our spiritual walk with God. You can't divorce the two. We are one. Our spirits and our bodies are one. They're knit together. It is a travesty that in our fallen world, they are ripped apart at death. But that's God's blessing upon us to not live forever forever with this sin in us. So he's blessed us with this ripping apart, but it isn't the intention of our being created as one being made up of these two natures. So now we are blessed materially and spiritually. They're linked. We are judged materially and spiritually because they're linked. And that's what the judgment is all about. 
So when we come and discern whether uh, we are approaching this table rightly, we are seeking to be judged by ourselves. Because if we judge ourselves, God will not. And God will judge us through weakness, through sickness, even through death, through the revocation of blessing. He will judge you. So when you come to this table week after week with blatant sin in your lives, you've hardened yourself against God's word in him crucifying that in your flesh. You will be judged because you're refusing to judge yourself. You're refusing to submit to God's authority in your life. So now, that, though, gets to another key I need to mention before we end this. This self-examination is not for you to judge whether you are worthy to eat that table. You, as a member in covenant, come and eat and partake. The purpose of the examination is not for you to determine whether you've lived rightly enough this week to come here and partake. You haven't. Let me share that with you. You haven't. This is God's grace given to you because you haven't. So see, the examination, though, is for you to recognize that fact, accept that fact, and not fight against God's word, not fight against God's correction coming at you spiritually or materially, one or both. You must accept them. You must embrace them. You must want them. You must do it yourself. That's why it's called self-crucifixion. We are to crucify ourselves we're to place ourselves on the cross. The sins. So that is one of the main things I wanted to give a correction on, though, is because there's been widespread misapplication of that. The purpose of the examination is that God does not judge you. It's not to determine whether you're worthy of coming to partake. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you. This is your table of grace. Uh, we administer it on your behalf, and yet we call people to this uh, self-examination, to recognize the sin in our lives, to repent of them, to want them dead, not wanting to harbor them in our heart, not wanting to serve them, to protect them from your uh, glance alone that can kill them. Lord, we come to you. We plead with you. Please crucify our sin. Crucify our flesh. May we serve you with our material being, with our spiritual being, and may we judge ourselves and find ourselves wanting in the ways that you insist we do such that you do not need to judge us. We give you thanks now for this table, this grace. In Christ's name, amen.